Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week I'm speaking to Nikki Simpson, the woman who has big plans for an international magazine centre. I know that lots of the people who listen to this podcast are involved in making their own magazines, and we often hear that those listeners want more practical, more business-based conversations in our episodes. So I hope that this one is going to tick that box, because as you'll hear, Nikki is looking for specific opportunities to work with publishers, really trying to bring magazines to the fore and shine a light on stuff that wouldn't otherwise be seen. She would be delighted if you emailed her or tweeted at her or connected with her to introduce your magazine and she gives out the details of how to do all those things in the course of this conversation so please do take her up on that. I think that anyone who runs their own magazine will also recognise the struggle and the dedication of someone who is trying to turn their big idea into a reality. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Nikki Simpson, the would-be founder of the International Magazine Centre. Hey Nikki, thank you for coming over to Somerset House. Uh, Pleasure, nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me down. So you have got a, a crazy dream, a, a, a big idea of something that you're trying to make happen at the moment. Tell us a little bit, what exactly is the International Magazine Centre? Yeah, so the crazy dream, as you put it, is um, an international hub for the magazine publishing community and its affiliated industries. Um, so I came up with this crazy dream um, about five years ago when I was working for PPA in Scotland. Um, uh, we, so we should say for anyone who's not in the UK, PPA is... Yes, PPA, sorry, is the Trade Association for Magazine Publishers. Um, so I worked for PPA Scotland for about five years and um, fell in love with magazine publishing then and in previous roles in, in, in magazines and just discovered that through PPA, through talking to publishers, through our annual conference, um, which is called MagFest, um, that people just loved connecting with each other. And um, I guess in response to the internet, really, just, you know, people love connecting internationally, but don't actually get the chance to so much because it's because of the internet as well as in spite of, if you know what I mean. So I want to create this uh, physical space dedicated to all things magazine and what will that have in it what what do you put in a physical space dedicated to all things magazine yeah so um uh what we hope it will be is um office space targeted at magazine publishers and again at those affiliated industries so we want to have uh three or four anchor tenants together with freelancers working in um advertising um photography illustration data, events, you name it, anything that um, magazine publishers, um, you know, have as part of their businesses. Um, so office space, incubator space for new publishers and for pub, um, for students coming straight out of university. Um, event space, um, both for us to hold our own events and for publishers to use as their own venue. Um, uh, exhibition space so at the moment we're talking to mm, I'm not sure I can name them at the moment but we're talking to a major publisher about um, bringing out some of their archive and um, displaying it in Edinburgh so that's kind of um, a step forward in the process already um, but exhibitions on magazines and magazine publishing and again on those affiliated industries so really obvious ones would be 
um, you know, the more visual ones, so design, photography, illustration, again, advertising. Um, so I think one of the things that trade associations in general do really well is they connect publishers with other publishers or, you know, whichever trade association industry you're in. Um, but they're not so great at going out to consumers, um, obviously because they have to really focus on their on their major um, members and that doesn't really incorporate, um, you know, day-to-day -day consumers. So that's one of the things we really want to do is really connect with consumers again and that's why the exhibition space is so important. Um, really tell people about the absolute plethora of magazines that are out there and show them that the um, it's not just um, the traditional newsstand titles that you see that are available to read. That brings up an interesting um, point because speaking about magazines as you do, so as, as you would have done at the PPA, you're speaking about all magazines. So you're talking about the like from the biggest corporate magazines down to something that has been put together by like a couple of students as like a university project but there are big differences between those types of mags so is, it, is this something that you see as like an umbrella above all or will, will you be focusing on a particular type of magazines? No I think very much an umbrella I mean we wouldn't ever want to exclude the larger corporates and at the same time of course we want to really um, we want to really encourage new publishers and encourage indie titles and um, again as I say just you know tell people about all those titles that are actually out there because I think um, there are some fantastic magazines out there that just you know you wouldn't know existed because you don't see them on the newsstand um, and you know you I mean you mentioned the two um, the two polar opposites like that but there's so many magazines in between as well and so many publishers in between that are just maybe 10 or 11 employees and are doing um, contract publishing or content marketing or they're doing internal magazines or whatever and again none of these ever get seen unless you're actually part of that membership or part of that you know internal comms industry so I think um, we really just want to bring them all out into the open and um, and show people just what a fantastic industry it is really and, and, and you, you you mentioned um, Edinburgh yeah. just now as kind of like it was it was sort of like almost kind of like throw away in there yeah is this a thing that you're planning to have in Edinburgh or is or, or actually could it be anywhere? Well, um, no, the plan is to have it in Edinburgh, um, but uh, I mean, there's lots of reasons for that. And I think, I suppose I have to be honest, and the major reason for that is because I live just outside <laughs> Edinburgh. Um, I mean, they, to me, it feels like a really natural choice anyway. It's, it's uh, Scotland's capital. It's um, got this massive tourism footfall from um, people coming from the Edinburgh, for the Edinburgh Festival. Um, it's the home of the Enlightenment. It's the home of uh, what we think is the world's oldest magazine, the Scots Magazine, still in publication today, um, and so on. There's lots of reasons, you know. But I won't lie. I mean, if I was living in, you know, I don't know, Australia, then I would want it in Australia, of course, you know. But I think if somebody else wants to come up with this idea and and do it in their hometown, then you know, go for it, and we'd love to collaborate. But in the meantime, while I'm the only lunatic with this idea, then, <laughs> then it's going to be in Edinburgh. Thanks very much. <laughs> okay, so the, now the, this, you know, we're, we're talking about it as an idea at the moment. Obviously, there are some big impediments to making something like this happen. So you're going to need some space. And you're going to need some money to be able to put this whole thing together. So, so what, what stage are you at at the moment in your plans? So, um, at the moment, we are applying for funding. 
um, we're speaking to as many different publishers and creative organisations that we can so that if they're interested to be involved or they're interested just to support it through um, through name only, then um, then they can do so. And then what we hope is that the kind of organisations that we're speaking to um, will have will will sit up and take notice when they see how many publishers are on board with it. So if we've got say two thousand publishers from around the world who are all saying this is a fantastic idea, we want to be a part of it, then I, my hope is that if we're speaking to people like the National Lottery or whatever, and they can go, wow, this would be an incredible CSR story for us. So, um, and I think that's the power of journalism as well. You know, all those publishers all saying at the same time, wow, this is fantastic that such and such an organisation has supported this and is actually making this happen. Well done them, you know. But yes, I think, I think as well, there's lots of different routes to getting there. I mean, the most obvious route would be for somebody very rich that love magazines to come along and, you know, bung us five million pounds. You know, that, that figure is negotiable, obviously. Um, but uh, equally, you know, we're looking for support from people who might like to see it happen, but who have a space. Say they have a few desks that they think they could lend us for, I don't know, for six months or for a year or whatever, just so that we can um, make that network more solid. So that, again, when we're talking to funders, we can say this actually already exists, not just in my mind or not just as a website or not just as the conversations I'm having, but also, you know, in a physical space like that. And, and uh, am I right in saying that you're making a start at the moment with the first iteration? So I think there have been some events so far. Yeah, so we had our first event the other day. Um, we had Simon Cantor, who's the creative director of Haymarket Media, come and speak to us in Edinburgh. Um, and we're hoping to do uh, relatively regular events over the year, not necessarily just in Edinburgh, but also um, around the UK and maybe also abroad. And we wanted to do um, International Magazine Centre pop-ups at points of interest around the world. So, I mean, that's consumer points of interest. So art galleries, museums, things like that. Again, so that we're going out to consumers and telling them that they exist as well as connecting with publishers. Um, so, yeah, if anybody's interested to work with us on that, I'd be delighted to chat to them. So, that, OK, that brings up a, a good point. So if someone's listening to this, let's assume that we, we don't have someone with £5 million uh, I don't think we should ever around. make that assumption. <laughs> They're how, out there somewhere. What, what things do you need from people and how can they get in touch with you to, to be part of this? So... Um, introductions are always fantastic so if you're listening to this um, come and chat to us and, and tell us about yourselves and um, we'd love to hear from you but equally if you'd like to introduce us to any of your publisher friends then we'd love to speak to them too um, as I say you can offer us a space if if, uh, if you have one for the actual International Magazine Centre or for a pop-up that would be wonderful um, you can be a speaker at one of our events. We're doing the events both over Skype and in person. So you can deliver a talk in Skype, over Skype to an audience in the UK, most likely. Um, you can suggest an idea. Um, a lot of the things that I'm doing at the moment, we have a licensing hub, for example, have come um, just from talking to publishers and seeing what they want and seeing what's actually useful to people internationally. So... Um, if you have another idea of something that you really want to see happen um, in the publishing industry that isn't happening at the moment, then that would be great. Um, and yeah, you can become a patron as well. So we're not asking publishers for lots of money, like those that five million I don't expect publishers to, to um, donate to. 
but if you are passionate about the idea, if you if you want to support us, then we're running um, a Patreon page um, called International Magazine Centre if you want to donate there. And, and I mean, so we have a lot of um, small publishers who listen to this, people making their own magazines. Mm-hmm. Are you also looking for people to literally put themselves forward and say, hey, I make this magazine? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the, the more magazines that I know exist, um, the better. The more support we have, the better. You know, all we need really is um, the use of people's logos on our website just so that we can say to funders, this is the critical mass of people that's supporting us. Um, but equally, I'm just really keen to speak to those publishers and, you know, see what you're about, see if we can connect you with other publishers. Half the point of the actual International Magazine Centre in the first place is to introduce people, introduce publishers to other publishers to encourage those collaborations, you know. Again, I think trade associations are fantastic at connecting people, but they always have to focus on their major publishers because that's where their membership comes from, of course, you know, as you, you would understand that. So we want to work with all levels of publisher and see what you know people can learn from each other. And so how does someone actually get in touch with you? You can email me, Nikki, that's N-I-K-K-I at internationalmagazinecentre.com. You can visit the website, www.internationalmagazinecentre.com. Um, there's my email addresses all over that or you can tweet me at Magazine Centre or I'm on LinkedIn I am like the most open to networking and collaboration <laughs> you've ever met in your life so really and, do. anyone who's actually given their email address out just like that you, you, you're, you know that you really want to hear from people yeah definitely of course so I mean the, this is and again we say like you know it's idea stage at the moment how many how much of your time how many days a week are you spending on this at the moment so I'm working on this three days a week. I've got my wee boy one day a week and I'm uh, bringing in a little bit of money just to do freelancing one day a week. Um, but yeah, I'm working on it three days and it's my passion, you know. I, I, uh, I, I'm, this isn't a ball I'm going to drop, put it that way. I just, it, it's something that I want to make happen and the more people that I speak to about it, the more I think this is an incredible idea. I always knew I would get support from Scottish publishers because obviously it's on their doorstep and it's world peace for publishers so why would you say no to that especially if it's on your doorstep but I'm being really delightfully surprised at the at the uh, support we've had from it for it internationally as well where people have gone this is fantastic you know what a great idea and how wonderful to actually hear of a physical space rather than just stuff going online all the time um, and something again that's connecting with consumers you know so yeah and so if you're putting this much of your time into it this is presumably then not something that can just run on and on like there you know you, you you're going to need to have this up and running at some point do do you have a, a date or a time in mind for when you'd like to open the doors and have people coming through yeah I mean I would love to I mean I have a target uh, it's 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 um it moves a little <laughs> <laughs> but 2022 would be wonderful um the FIP World Congress uh, comes to Europe in 2024 and they've said that they'll come to Edinburgh if we're up and running by then. So I thought, OK, well, that would give us two years to bed in a little. Um, but uh, I think it'll just be a matter of how lucky I am, really, just who I speak to. There are lots of philanthropists out there who are interested in the creative industries and in the media industry and in magazines as well. Um, but it's just a matter of catching them at the right time or speaking to the right person and, you know, catching their imagination. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think, yeah, I can't continue with this project um, 
forever and ever without any income. But I'm getting a little bit through now through Patreon and Patreon. Sorry, I always pronounce it wrong. And, uh, you know, sponsorship of events and things like that. You know, there's little dribs and drabs coming in. So I'm not stopping anytime soon. So you're down here at the moment for the PPA uh, festival tomorrow? No, I'm down here to talk to you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, OK, fine. <laughs> the just happen- festival just happens to be tomorrow. They just happen to have that tomorrow. So you're, you're, I mean, that presumably is a good place for you to be going and speaking to potential sponsors and publishers and all the rest of it. Where else are you putting yourself at the moment to try and reach out to people? So, yeah, I was at the Digital Innovators Summit um, in March. That was a fantastic networking opportunity. Um, I've done a couple of FIP Insider events as well, which has been really good. I'm going to the um, Gen Summit in Athens in June. I'm hoping, hoping to go to the World Congress, FIP World Congress in uh, December. I just connected, sorry, November. Um, and that's in Vegas of all places, so that'll be fun. Um, although I'm sh- not sure my husband is quite so happy about me going there. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just as many places as I can get to, really. I was at the Media Voices um, 100th podcast last week and um, you know met with publishers then as well. So um, yeah, if you're running an event, that's another way you can help me. Um, please do invite me along and I'd love to come and speak to the um, publishers or creative industries that you're working with. Excellent. All right, well, Nikki, very, very good luck with it. Thank you very much, Steve. Cheers. Okay, that's all for this week. Nikki is, of course, out and about at various conferences and events, banging the drum for all types of magazine publishing. So if you would like her to know about your magazine, drop her a line on nikki at internationalmagazinecentre.com and I bet she will get right back to you. We've got loads of conversations with some really interesting magazine makers recorded and ready to be edited and released. So listen out for those coming over the next few weeks if you're not already following us just search for stack magazines wherever you get your podcasts and add us to your feed and we'll be able to deliver all of our episodes straight to you as soon as they're ready thanks very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with a new episode next week